Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is November the 4th, 2022, the day before the fight. Let's talk about Bevo versus Gilberto Ramirez. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now look, let's not get too carried away with the boxing pound for pound list, right? You and I understand that I can think that Tyson Fury in general is the best heavyweight we've had for quite some time. But I could also think that based on styles, Alexander Usyk's going to give him a very tough fight. Right? I would argue he's going to give him a tougher fight than really anyone else in the heavyweight division. Well, what I want people to do is to consider the almost unthinkable. Right? I think Beeble is the best in his division, the best light heavyweight. But I believe Gilberto Ramirez is going to give him all kinds of of trouble. Understand, styles make fights much more than rankings do. Right? This fight, I believe, is going to be a much better fight, a much more competitive fight than Beevil's fight against Canelo. Right? And I took Beevil in that fight. I view this fight as a 55-45 fight, right? I think Beevil has a 55% chance of winning the fight, right? I do feel he is the best in the division. But he's going to have to bring his A game. Let's go one step further, too. Let's sound really crazy here. Sometimes... Bets make themselves. Sometimes you have to take what the casino gives you. Because the casino will sometimes give away far too much. So hear me when I say this fight is a 55-45 fight. Now if it were 60-40, if it were actually more lopsided in Beevil's favor. Mathematically, you should be receiving a plus 150 in the odds, right? They're telling you Ramirez has a 40% chance of winning the fight. They should give you a plus 150. In other words, Beevil would win one and a half times for every time that Ramirez wins. Right? That's the way it should be if it were 60-40. I believe it's 55-45. Well, just understand, folks, you're not getting a plus 150 on this fight. A few days ago, you were actually getting a plus 300. Right? Where they were telling you Beevil would win three of the four times these two guys fought. 
right? Well, now the line's dropped a little bit, but you're still getting better than a plus 250. Understand what that means. They're telling you that Ramirez has not a 45% chance of winning the fight, but actually a less than 30% chance of winning the fight. Right? I consider that ridiculous to the point where even though I consider Bevel to be the best in the division, even though Bevel has beaten guys like Canelo, Joe Smith, right, John Pascal, even though Bevel's proven the bet I'm taking. I'm not even going to use the word recommend. I'm just telling you how I'm playing it. When I see a situation like this, I believe there's a right side of the play. If I think Beeble should be a 55% favorite and they're making him a greater than 70% favorite, I, the bet I'm going to make is Ramirez simply to win the fight. For every dollar I bet, the casino is going to give me more than two and a half dollars in profit. Folks, I'm expecting the fight to be a struggle. I believe the bet, and keep in mind, when you bet, you should be looking for value. The question shouldn't be, who wins the fight? The question's more nuanced than that. You should be thinking, well, where do I get value on this fight? Ramirez is 44-0. He was the champ at 168 pounds. He has an excellent jab. In fact, let's pivot here and let's talk styles. Let's talk why the fight's going to be a struggle. Beeble has great legs. He moves extremely well. Now, he doesn't make a show of it. This isn't the guy who gets up on his toes and is dancing and wants the world to see him dance. He's not Larry Holmes when Larry Holmes would get up on his toes. Right now, this is the guy who just quietly is moving, forcing a Canelo to pick up his feet. He also has among the best stamina in the sport. In other words... When the judges start to realize that he's the better fighter than Canelo, he keeps it going. Understand, the judges gave Canelo the first four rounds of that fight. It's inconsequential now because Bevo, when he kept going and going and going, even the judges figured out, we have to give this guy some rounds. Beeble didn't get tired at the end of the fight. This is not Golovkin against Canelo, where Golovkin's hardly doing anything, hardly throwing punches the first few rounds. No, Beeble is active for that Canelo fight. He has great stamina, right? Dare I say he has Usyk-level stamina. This is some of the best stamina in the sport. But more importantly, when I say he beat Joe Smith, right, and when you think of Joe Smith, you're thinking of a hooker. 
right? Joe Smith is all action. He comes in, he's throwing punches with both hands. When I say he beat Canelo, and Canelo is a bit of a hooker, isn't he? Right? Canelo trudges along, comes up to you, then is trying to throw big-time hooks to your body, to your head, with both hands. Right? Understand, Bevel's style is a hooker-killer style. In other words, you're trying to throw hooks, and he moves out of the way. Right? Worse yet, look at his defense. His defense is tight. Now, by that, I mean his defense is the opposite of Vitaly Klitschko's. Understand, Klitschko's catching shots with his hands off his body. You'll notice Bevel has his hands close to his body. He has his hands between himself and his body, so hookers are throwing punches into Bevel's hands, Bevel's arms. Well, how do you beat that? What style would beat that? Right now, here's where it gets tricky. Because Ramirez, who, by the way, has sparred with Canelo. Who, by the way, has sparred extensively with David Benavides. Right? Ramirez, 44 and 0. They're giving you this guy at greater than a plus 250. If you look at Ramirez fights, you're going to notice Ramirez lately has been digging hooks to opponents' bodies, right? He's bigger than Bevel. He's tall, right? Just to understand there's a different Ramirez. This is a guy with an excellent jab. This is a guy with ring coverage. How do you slow down a hooker killer who has a tight defense close to his body that catches the hooks and, of course, is moving so the hooker can't get leverage? The hooker has to lift up his feet to try to get close to Bevel. Then when they get close to Bevel, Bevel has a tight defense working. The way you beat that is with the jab. Folks, Ramirez taller guy than Bevel has the jab, right? He hasn't shown it in some fights. All you have to do is know that it's part of his toolkit. Just like I now know after wrongly picking Mikey Garcia against Errol Spence, that Errol Spence has a jab. It's a mobile jab. And Spence has a back foot. You only have to see it once to understand that the fighter has that skill set. So here you have Ramirez, who has more ring coverage than Canelo, much taller man than Canelo, has a jab. If you go back and you study him, you'll find out that when he was coming up, his promoter at the time, Bob Arum, yes, that Bob Arum, openly talked about how he believed Ramirez could beat Canelo. 
right? Understand the argument is that Ramirez with ring coverage and a jab, that's accurate. That can hit a guy with a tight defense in the head, right? That can force the issue in terms of distance between the fighters, could deprive Bevel of his counter combinations because Bevel would be too far away. Bevel, dare I say, is going to be spending time trying to dodge Ramirez's jab, right? Something he didn't have to do against Saul Alvarez. And, of course, Ramirez, and this is just something that you either have or you don't. Ramirez has it. While he doesn't look that graceful, you'll notice his footwork is such that he can change direction quickly. Right, folks? And he's a southpaw. He's extremely skilled. Right? Extremely skilled. And that jab might actually allow him to win some of the slow rounds. That jab might actually allow him to do things that hookers, Joe Smith and Canelo, could not do. So, I understand the temperature in the room is such that we're still buzzing over Bevel beating Canelo, right? Canelo had only lost to Floyd Mayweather before losing to Bevel, right? We're still buzzing. The world is looking at Bevel. They're looking at the resume, and they're realizing, gee, this guy has beaten some names. This guy's unbeaten right now. And they realize that he is one of the best movers in boxing. He doesn't have to showcase it. He doesn't have to, you know, move and then make you miss and then frame it for viewers. No, he's just a gifted mover who is high volume, who's hard to catch up with. Right? Well, I'm just telling you that could fall apart here if Ramirez takes the jab out of cobwebs, realizes that he has to jab his way in, right? Forces Bevel to have to get through the jab to get to him and then starts throwing around his size. Right now, I'll just say this. When you walk into a room and the room temperature is high and everyone's excited about a fighter, you need to look at the other guy. You need to think to yourself, this guy is 44 and 0. Let me repeat that. Ramirez is 44 and 0. Ramirez has been talking for a while about wanting to fight Bevel. He's been talking, he's talking now about wanting to fight Canelo. 
And understand, this is after being in the ring with Canelo. Right? Ramirez has a problem. Let's be blunt here. Right? Um, to understand the problem, I need to talk about a baseball player. Right? I'm really a baseball guy. Here online talking about boxing. Alex Rodriguez is one of the best baseball players I've ever seen. Right? Before him, when you thought about power hitting shortstops, you thought about Ernie Banks, Hall of Famer, more than 500 home runs, Mr. Cub, right? Think about it. The guy was so good, they just call him by the franchise name, right? Mr. Cub. Well, just to understand, A-Rod 40-40 from the shortstop position. I'm a Yankee fan. When he came to the Yankees, everyone in the stadium understood that A-Rod was a better shortstop than one of my idols, Derek Jeter. Right? But A-Rod understood. If I was going to be a Yankee, I needed to play third base. Right? A-Rod, rare talent. I understand there are going to be people out there talking about, you know, PEDs, performance enhancers, the same conversation you get with another great player, Barry Bonds. Right? Well, just to understand, the problem I have with A-Rod is that while A-Rod's one of the best players I've seen, he's so rehearsed in interviews. He's so corporate in interviews. He says the right thing so often in interviews that his interviews aren't worth listening to. Right? Understand. The flaws make the diamond, right? At a certain point, I tire of hearing the corporate presentation, right? I want to see a fighter who might be a little bit full of himself, right? Might have his own style. I remember the first time I heard Mike Tyson talking, I thought, what? Is that the guy's speaking voice? It sounded ridiculous. He had a little bit of a lisp. Tyson remains one of the most loved fighters in the boxing community. Because you understand with Tyson, you were getting authenticity, individuality, not some corporate constant presentation. Now, Gilberto Ramirez, like A-Rod, good-looking guy, looks straight out of central casting. Excellent fighter, right? Excellent fighter. But he's very corporate, right? His personality is not the kind of personality that jumps out at you, right? He's the guy who you watch his fights and you still don't know him. Right? Between the two guys, believe it or not, Bevel, who keeps it proper, has more swag than Gilberto Ramirez. Well, I'll just say this. I'm not sure if I've seen a guy who has fought his level of competition, who's 44 and 0, who's the bigger guy in the fight, 
who has the tools that he has. And yet the casinos are giving you ridiculous odds. Really, they think that Beeble, who doesn't sit down on his punches, right? He's not the guy, he's not Nigel Benn. It's not like he's going to come across the ring and take out Gilberto Ramirez, right? Beeble's not a guy who's going to come knock you out, right? He has knockouts, but understand, they're of the war of attrition variety. And you mean to tell me Ramirez, who's probably the puncher in the fight, is getting greater than a plus 250? How does that happen? I don't understand it. So for me, I'm picking the guy who I think only has a 45% chance of winning the fight. Why? Because the casinos are... (laughs) giving him less than a 30% chance of winning the fight. And because based on styles, I'm expecting Beevil to have a hard time getting through Ramirez's jab. Right? I'm also expecting Ramirez to force Beevil to walk into some shots. I'm also expecting Ramirez to have more volume than Jean Pascal. So let's be contrarian here. I like Ramirez to win the fight at a greater than a plus 250. I expect to lose the play. If I win the play, you'll have to find me in the penthouse after the fight. That's how I see it. Much better fight than Canelo Bevel. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.